Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Black Brew. I'm Erin. I'm Terry. And we are your co-hosts. Today we have a special guest co-host with us today, Zan. She's back again. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Today we've got some really great topics from a Black queer perspective. First, we're going to talk about Joe Biden giving a speech condemning MAGA people and the domino effect that that has caused. And then later we're going to talk about the scandal from the movie Don't Worry Darling that has been like plaguing social media. But first, Terry Zan. You say yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into some political tea. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm going to play the... A little short little uh, clip of Joe Biden's speech so that our listeners can hear what Joe Biden said. And I got like two small little videos to play after that. And then we're going to talk about the state of our country. Equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation, about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Okay. Now, so he gave that speech, right? And um, this was all happening around the time that obviously Donald Trump is having his like investigations and shit because he's, as we talked about on our last podcast, he's been investigated for Mar-a-Lago, stealing documents from the archives and then also being investigated for inciting an insurrection. So, Senator Lindsey Graham was on Fox News, and this is what he had to say about Donald Trump if he got prosecuted for these federal investigations. Say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. He said there will be riots in the streets. So... (laughs) And speaking of the uh, January 6th election and denying elections, Joe Biden's White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the first Black woman to be press secretary, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's also a lesbian. And so... Oh, she, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She got a wife. Um, so she was giving a press briefing recently. And this is what happened during the press briefing. 
Oh, Peter, go ahead. Thanks, Green. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about that's what we're going to focus on on where we are at today but just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA republicans you tweeted in oh i knew this Trump was coming stole oh. election you i was tweeted, waiting peter when you were going to ask me that question well here we go <laughs> you tweeted trump stole an election you tweeted brian kemp stole an election if denying election results yeah. is extreme now yeah why so let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have oh, been, yeah. I have been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yeah. Let me answer it. And you said it's ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. And here's the thing I have said, Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said, President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021. We saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility in, at that time. And it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked that day. That was the danger that we were seeing at the time. That's what the president has called out, and that's what he's going to continue to call out. So, yes, when you have MAGA Republicans. Okay, so let me take a sip of my um, wine. Mm. Okay, so <clears throat> did y'all think that Joe Biden's speech was divisive and dividing America? I think it was contradictory. I think if he had stopped at the beginning where he did point out that there were some members of the party that weren't extremists and left it at that, it wouldn't have been as divisive. But as the full like four minute video carried on, it kind of got hypocritical in my opinion. Especially looking at how like the Democratic Party reacts on a similar level as the Conservative Party. Hypocritical how? Because actually I wrote down notes for this one. When he was talking about how, like, he wants to have a unif unif unified America and he doesn't want people on the MAGA Republican side kind of pushing back against the confirmation of him as president and everything else, you have to look back at the 2016 elections where a lot of Democrats did that as well. It's like y'all were divisive, loud, outspoken, and anybody who doesn't go seem to coincide with their beliefs just as much as the Republicans do the same thing, they were divisive, name-calling. And people lost their jobs for supporting this MAGA party. But on the other hand, when Democrats aren't are in office, nothing gets done. And when people on their own party call them out, they then turn against them too. So it's like you have you don't have your own party isn't even unifying. So what's mm -hmm. your point of calling upon the whole country to become unified? It's like, yes, you have to remember that the people who supported Trump weren't just like people who were 
yes, we're, there's a percentage that were racist or disregarding of the general American public. They have their hatefulness. But for a lot of people who voted for him, there are people who felt underrepresented and not valued by either party that we have. So there's no unification if you're not including everybody in your party. If that makes sense. Yeah, I will concede to the Democratic Party being a party that don't get shit done because I believe that they don't get anything done. And they are also very hypocritical because I don't like the way that they treat people who are more progressive, like AOC, Cori Bush, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, um, all of those people who are like a part of the squad and yeah. were a lot more progressive. People like Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, all those like moderate. Pelosi then- got to go. <laughs> I, I I don't like the way that they I'm treat those nice. people. I don't know if I would say that Joe Biden's speech was, I don't know if I would say hypocritical. I feel like for me, I, I, I do like that he said that like the MAGA crowd is trying to stop democracy because it, they, they were during the insurrection. But also at the same time, I don't like that he has constantly tried to peddle and like claw his way to getting the votes of these like moderate Republicans who are like never Trumpers who are like, I don't vote for Trump, but I'm still a Republican because he seems to think that he needs to get like these conservatives who he, he, he wants to work down the aisle so bad and be a moderate so bad that he is willing to like disregard his own like super progressive left-wing Democrats in favor of these like more moderate Republicans. I get that. And I also feel like the reason that the speech, that he was so forceful in the speech is because midterms are coming up. Yeah. And so you have to appear unifying. You have to appear like the strong fist because leading up to this, a lot of the criticism on him has been that he's very, compared to when he was working with Obama as vice president, he appears to have lost some of his spunk that mm-hmm. he used to have. And it seems that he just has like his three mouthpiece topics. There's no actual work being done. And for a president to have a stack of a group as he has, it doesn't make sense to not accomplish as many things. When you said lost his spunk, I was about to say, oh yeah, because he used to be a nigga. But then I said, no, <laughs> that was Bill Clinton. Oh, oh I just choked on my teeth. Zay, how do you feel about his speech? Um, I can see how like you see that it's hyper, like, hypocritical and all that, but I also see it as one of those things like because of the midterms and because him getting so much heat on him in general, it was something that was going to happen because people have been talking about for a while that people need to start just openly condemning mm. a lot of people who are like the extremists in it because a lot of people feel like it's been to the point where if it's not openly condemned, then it's going to keep continue to fly under the radar and be okay. Which in the same vein, I don't think it had to be four minutes long, but like it's not going to Oh, it wasn't. No, I said I said, it's, a, it's a longer four, version. Yeah, I sent y'all the, the four minutes was a short version. That was a, 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 a long. I listened to the whole thing. Man, I was like, sir, sir. Somebody gave that man a little boost, a little vitamin B12. <laughs> 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 it's a go. But there's one like, scene. I'm, oh, sorry, Santa, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I was about to say, I've only seen really the clip where he was talking about condemning them and all that. But I do feel like, it's, again, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because it's the whole thing of him trying not to, in his best way, trying not to uh, isolate an audience. So, like, he wants everybody, but it's not possible to have everybody. And he's trying to be like, oh, well, I want to exclude just this specific type of Republicans. But he has to understand that Republicans move as a united front. And that is, like, people's biggest complaint. They can move 
together as a unit to get whatever they want done. Yeah. But Democrats and different people will not do it. They all want to do separate ideas and they want to divide and do certain things like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. No, we need to decide on one thing, work on one thing, continue with one thing. If you see somebody doing it constantly and it's constantly working for them and you getting pissed off at it, why don't you do what they're doing? That's all we can't get shit done. We well, really can't. Yeah, I honestly. There's two statements he said though later on in that video that kind of stuck out to me though, where he talked about the blind loyalty of the MAGA party. And that was the one that I felt kind of ironic to hear from him because during when Trump was in office, and I want to concede this by saying while I do lean more towards conservative libertarian values, I don't like Trump. I just don't I don't care for the man. But the thing that bothered me is when he was saying that, like, the blind loyalty of the Republican MAGA party, I feel like that's pot calling the kettle black, in a way. Because under his party, especially now what we see with, like, cancel culture and everything, if you're not 100% leading towards more liberal moral values, there's riots, there's dehumanizing comments made online, and then there's also, like, kind of condemnation of anybody who identifies as Republican now. And I think the reason Republicans move as a monolith is because while Democrats, there's a lot of variety in it and people are like, no, I want to nitpick and I want to support these causes, but not all causes. There's kind of like an umbrella giving to the Republican Party where it's like, if you're Republican, that means you care for these values. We'll get it all done eventually and we won't deter from you. And I think that's the biggest hindrance he's going to see even going up into the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And I on top- like that makes- Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, there's a part two where I was like, and the- he also made a statement about keeping, um, treating the, pol- treating politics as being more for mediation purposes instead of as like an opposition thing. And I feel like his speech kind of contradicts that because if you're being mediating you're being open to both sides but by linking everybody under like this MAGA Republican umbrella like I said if he had to stop at the initial statement where he said there's some not all but later on he seems to generalize the party it wouldn't come across as divisive like I see both sides of it that's fair I feel like a lot of people especially when it comes to Republicans and I'm like, for the most part, I'm included, but I know for a fact I'm more aware to, like, watch, but I know a lot of people don't. It's to the point where most people will generalize most Republicans only out of fear of them being the manga type and all that and them just hiding it or doing different stuff. Not saying that they are, but it's, like, one of those things where, like, a lot of people are at the point where they feel like if someone says they're Republican, it just feels like either their lifestyle or their person is just going to be challenged by this person and they don't feel comfortable, which I'm not saying is right, but it's kind of feels like is almost the point that we've gotten to at this point better safe than sorry kind of yeah because it's to the point where a lot of people thought trump would never get in office especially with the values and stuff he preached and all that and then bing bang boom we turn around he got in (laughs) office and everybody's fucking shook as fuck like how the fuck did this happen and you're looking around and the same people that you think good people that support you and care about you all of a sudden they're like they vote for trump and the stuff that he's spouting is everything that's against you as a person I feel so it's like, kind of like a jarring thing. I feel like I feel like the reason it's so easy to kind of like use like a re- use Republican and like Trump supporter or like MAGA person so interchangeably is because I feel like at this point, like MAGA 
and like like Trumpism is not even just like oh we just support Donald Trump. Like I feel like it is an entire like culture at this point. Like it is like a whole like social movement whether like you're like pro or against it. Like it is so like revolutionary in America right now that like mm -hmm. like nobody is like obsessively like behind like Joe Biden. People are not obsessively behind like Hillary Clinton. People the the other Republicans who ran in twenty sixteen. They were not like obsessively like behind him, but because he has such a populist movement, it's just so easy now to be like, okay, well, I may not just be talking about like Trump supporters when I say MAGA, but I'm talking about the entire culture of like Trumpism in general in America. And like for most people, like Trumpism includes like saying like, you know, thinking and believing that the press is the enemy of the people, believing in these ideas and principles that Trump does, they believing that like, you know, that we can say these things that used to not really be presidential and like be not have decorum while you're in like the office, which I feel like and being like a for the people anti-establishment, which they claim that he is. So I feel like that's the reason why it's so people use it so interchangeably. So um, speaking of this country being divided, Jennifer Lawrence in an interview with Teen Vogue talked about um, how after 2020 and then especially after like the ruling with Roe v. Wade that she was not really kind of like invested in like people in her family who were apolitical or people who were like conservative because she said to quote nobody chooses their family but when you you're an adult you choose how you you choose how you react to your family's politics so the question to y'all is can you how do you feel about family members who have different politics than you do you like like your friends or your families like how do y'all feel how do y'all do how do y'all deal with that um particularly in my family i think pretty much everybody there's nobody well in my immediate family there's nobody really who's conservative or a republican at all like people are either like democrat or very like not very liberal but they're like on that end of the spectrum mm. but like i don't really have anybody who's too conservative around me. Terry's probably the most conservative person that I've talked to. In all oh. honesty. And then yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> else, I really don't I don't really deal with it too much. And that's not saying like no. I really don't deal with it too much because a lot of people it's not I don't know. A lot of conservative people, at least in my experience, aren't really open to talking about stuff for a lot of things. Like me and Terry, it's because they know they're they they gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> they got one second. All of a sudden, I'm gonna sit up in a chair like, "What you just say?" Yep. <laughs> it's so <laughs> long. I personally, and I think I have a special break because I grew up in a split party household. One parent was heavily conservative. I live. <laughs> I have one parent that was heavily conservative, and the other <laughs> parent was very liberal. And I think that's why. I understand family can have different viewpoints and to an extent I'm okay with my family having different things. I think that's part of American politics. That's something I advocate for as a, as like civic duty. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's okay to let people know what boundaries you have mm -hmm. regarding their political stance. Like there's some things where at this point in my life, all of my close friends know where I stand pol political wise, faith wise, everything. And I'm like, I understand the consequences of take it or leave it. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm open minded to them. I don't think I think because I look at it as we're each our own individual person. 
you don't have to subscribe to what I subscribe to and vice versa. And mm. there's an ability to be, to be respectable. But I think that comes with, that's at this point, that's a small group of people you can be respectable with. But nowadays it's like people are like, oh, you don't agree with me. I hate you immediately. Or or if I if you don't agree with me, you're a bigot or you're like a commie person. And I'm over here like, or maybe we have difference of opinions. Maybe we learn like at the end of the day, my values I know I care for the people I make my decisions based on my values for. I care about I don't look at it as trying to make decisions that are going to intentionally hurt other people. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have a cousin that's like so far right extremist. <laughs> That I'm like, sir, have you looked in the mirror and reevaluated where that's coming from? Mm-hmm. And I also have family members that are so far left that they're like, why don't we all give our things up to the government and let's subscribe to government ideology? And I'm like, I'm not drinking the same Kool-Aid, but I'm so happy to start the picture for you if it means you get peace of mind. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Not the damn Kool-Aid. Well, and I think, and I, think that's a, I think that's an aspect that we're losing because I think... As long as we have like a, I think at the core of it, as long as we have a two party system that isn't giving hold to the middle ground or a possible third party spinoff or people who fall in the middle can have a voice, you're going to have to deal with people on the opposite side of the spectrum of it. I feel like for me, I, and I, this is not even to say that like I have conservative people in my family. I do, I, I think if anything, my family is like socially conservative. So, like, they, like, agree with, like, more, like, Democrat, Democrat, like, economic policy. They're, like, yes, we're for, like, you know, like, uh, social policy and, like, social services and shit. But, like, no, we're not for the gays. We're not for the trans. We're not for the abortion, all this shit. But I feel like my family and I disagree on politics based on the sheer fact that I am so radically left that, like, I... I, I remember I told my mom when, when I used to identify as a socialist, I was like, mom, I'm a socialist. And she was like, what does that even mean? And I was like, it means X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Now, if I, if I told them that I was a communist, they would be like, <laughs> I, they would be like, I stop. <laughs> what is that? They would try to slap a star on your chest. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like for me, it's not like we have difference of opinions, um, but like it's never to the point where I, well, I will say I've had some arguments with some of my family before, but it's usually been stuff that's like socially, it's like stuff based around like gender. It's always, actually, it's always based around gender. It's always some like homophobic sexist shit that I have to like call them out on. But that's usually the only thing that we're never going to disagree about like, well... I was going to say we don't really disagree about capitalism, but I told my mom Monday that I went to, like, a meeting for grad students about unionizing so we could, like, uh, argue for collective bargaining and, like, unionize to make more money, have better working conditions. And she was like, oh, and she was like, you're so radical. And I was like, mom, it's not that radical. I was like, do you not want me to have better working conditions? I think it's coming <laughs> back as a radical idea now, though. Yeah. It is because a lot of people are complacent in, like, where they are, and they're like, yeah. why do you need to change it? Okay, now people ask me this all the time. Um, they say, "Aaron, would you, would you, <laughs> would you fuck a Republican?" <laughs> and we have discussed this many times on Black Brew, um, and I have always given my opinion. I will give my same opinion that I always give, which is, 
that I don't think that I would be able to date a Republican because I've done that before and I did not like it. But to have like a one night stand, as long as he ain't calling me slave and bad, I wow. Like right now, my throat and my chest are hot. I don't know what it is about that woman. I 
can tell you what it is. I can tell you exactly what it is. Have y'all yeah. noticed that Coonish-ass black people have very similar face structures to an extent? <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yeah, okay, you think I'm playing? I'm being so serious. <laughs> like, something about them. It's to the point where you, sometimes you can look at them and their demeanor, you just know they ain't right. I think it's because, well, I, I, I think that's it. No, I think along the lines, that's it. As someone who's, like, conservative, like, libertarian values, to me, it, she, is, she doesn't have a an air of authenticity it seems like whoever cuts her check is who she's gonna follow now you know exactly what? and i think that's what irritates me about her okay. because she gives people the bad name i have publicly said that i would speaking of black coons i have said <clears> that <throat> I, and we're gonna we have to move on after this topic but i have said that i would have sex with christian walker we know. No, sir. No, yes! no, no. Not that. Not Especially, me. I don't like the fact that you will fuck him after what he did to Kalani. Oh wait, this this is not the drive-through thing because Kalani this, ate them up. I like. I was like Christian. Yeah. This is Christian, this is before Christian. this is before Kalani. This is before Kalani. I just I just think mm. at the point again. That's what I mean when I say there's grifters in my head because there's some people who I'm like, okay, you truly have conservative values. You have something to say. You're going against the norm. But Christian Walker, Candace Owens, and there's one more person. Um, who ran for office this past year, who I'm like, you don't believe the words coming out of your mouth or you're doing it for a shock value. You're a political troll. You make a lot of money being a Black Republican. Okay, we got to move you on do. to our next, our next topic. So, oh God, this topic is going to drive me insane because I don't like this man. I do not like this man. Who? ugly. So, everyone has probably seen on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the like whole scandal that has been happening with the don't worry darling like yes cast so for the people mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. audience who don't know what i'm talking about don't worry darling is a movie that's coming out it's directed by olivia wilde and it stars uh harry styles and florence mm -hmm. Pug. so i'm like i'm just gonna break it down i'm just going to do a quick little timeline for the people who don't know who's listening so this movie is like a psychological thriller right and um in 2020 in april it was announced like uh well, July 2019 was when the movie was announced that it was going to be made. But in 2020 of April, Shia LaBeouf and Florence were announced to be like the film leads. But then in uh, on 9-11, in 2020, <laughs> Harry Styles took over for Shia LaBeouf. And Olivia, um, she like replaced him, replaced Shia LaBeouf with Harry Styles, right? So um, in 2020, uh, December, uh, People Magazine confirmed that why Olivia fired him which is because she said she didn't want him to deal with like it's like um it's like uh there was like a scheduling conflict and then in july january of 2021 olivia wilde and harris also photographed holding hands and eventually it became known to the public that they were dating february that year she said that she had a no asshole policy after fine sh firing shia labeouf saying that now she's saying the reason she fired him was because he had poor behavior and that she didn't want to like um deal with his like combative behavior wrapped up their filming in february 2021 and then in december of that year olivia was discussing like the highlight of female pleasure in film because she said we don't get to see that a lot in films so she was talking about like, the sex in the in the in the films and then in april of uh april of this year while she was at CinemaCon, she was served custody papers mm -hmm. <laughs> while she was giving a speech from, yep. I think, her ex-husband, uh, Jason Dukakis. Fiance. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then um, July of this year, 
uh olivia she posted an instagram post where she was like praising florence for her like her performance and then in august florence said that she didn't want the movie to like be reduced to like the sex scenes in a movie because that's what olivia had been talking about a lot and then olivia said that florence was like extraordinary and she was like shutting down all these like click fake rumors about it just being just like oh it's just like sex and shit okay and then in 2022 not 22 in august of the year um she kept saying that she was firing she fired shia labeouf to like uh, protect from combative energy. And then like two days later, he like denied these rumors saying, you know, it was a scheduling conflict. You're just doing this shit to get clickbait. And then the thing that most people have been talking about recently is in September, during the premiere, there is a viral video going around of Chris Pine, who was also in the movie and Harry Styles, where people are alleged, alleging that Harry Sp Styles spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> yep. Um, mm -hmm. Now the is the PR people from Chris Pine have said that that is not true, um, but anyway, uh, and all people have been saying that there have been some rumors saying that Olivia Wilde is just a bitch and people don't like to work with her. So, how do y'all feel about this whole fucking like don't worry, darling drama? It's, they can put here styles in that movie. That man can't act. That was that was a dick for hire move. That was a dick for hire. Mm -hmm. She knew she was doing. Mm -hmm. She knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. That man can't act his way out of paper bag. <laughs> and on top of that, Shia LaBeouf's video, and y'all, excuse me, I'm gonna admit my full bias. Shia LaBeouf is is my problematic man in my heart. I gotta work on that one. But him posting the video and then the text leaking, showing that him and Florence um didn't have any disagreement, and then Olivia, who presents herself as what I like to call white feminists, like I'm gonna speak out and protect my women while not having a intimacy coordinator on her film. Kind of coming across, that kind of passing. Yeah, she did Why not have one on the film set okay. after speaking out, I saying think, that she wanted them in Hollywood. I think I okay. I think I remember hearing about her saying she not had. And you know what? This has been a whole fucking thing that has been like they people have been like debating like just in general about intimacy intimacy coordinators because I don't know what act it was some old ass white male actor recently. Mm -hmm. He was saying like, oh, we don't need intimacy coordinators on set. I want it to be authentic and real. And it's like, you, you, of course, a man would think that. On top of that, this is a married yeah, man no. who said that. It was a married man who said that. I was like, sir, you're a predator. Get him. Sirens everywhere. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, Olivia Wilde, first of all, the one key fact about Olivia Wilde that I think people forget is she's a nepotism baby. Oh, she Like, is. she comes from a multimillionaire family. She is like, and she centered herself as like this, I'm a pro-feminist woman while being a nasty, catty woman. And the T that bothers me the most is the triangle of how this is awkward for Florence Pugh and this whole thing. Because Jason Sudeikis, her ex-fiance, was Man, best friends. I really mispronounce his last name. <laughs> I don't know what the that Dukakis from. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, her ex-fiance, um, Olivia Wilde, was best friends with um, Florence Pugh's boyfriend. Ooh. leading up to the film so it seemed a lot of people think what happened is olivia was like oh will you join my movie as a friend and florence was just like i'm gonna do the movie and it's been a shit show ever since it's one of those where taking a friendship like work for hire for your boyfriend's friend backfired horribly 
you know what pisses me off? That's another rumor. It's the fact that there is a rumor that Harry Styles got paid, I think, like $3 million and Florence Pugh got paid like $700,000. Yeah, she's making less than him. Even though the she, she's the star. She is the star of the entire... First of all, bitch, she got acting credit. She was in Midsummer. Don't sit here and tell him that that bitch get, is getting less money than Harry Styles who cannot act. Again, I said this was a dick for hire. This is prostitution right in front of our faces. And so she did what she said. I'm going to hire you. She's like, I'm going to hire you. I know you can't act, but you can act in this pussy. She said, you can act in this pussy. Van, how you I mean, that's all which... What? Van, how you feel about Harry Styles in the movie? I don't fucking like that, man. I don't like him anyway. I feel like he got those inbred traits that everybody glorify, and I just can't. Like, it just looked like he first cousins to somebody who fucked. I don't know. It's because but... he's Aquarius. <laughs> damn, damn, you know, damn what I can't say why I was like that. I'm married to an Aquarius. <laughs> let me tell you. Damn, I'll block it out. You know, fucking as an Aquarius. Why would you say that, bitch? <laughs> My man's an Aquarius. Let me tell you. The men oh. just threw it. Never mind. That was my one time not to go with that one. <laughs> she also a redhead. <laughs> but anyway, going back to the other thing. Um, fucking shit show because when that video and those texts and shit came out mm-hmm. it was the fact that Shia while I don't support any type of abusers whatsoever especially after what he did to Twigs because I fuck with Twigs heavy he sat there and was like hey this article came out I'm not sure if you meant to do this but can you retract this shit because I'm telling you know we both know that's not what happened and then she had the audacity to not respond to anything he said that's why he sent everything over to the uh, magazine well, all the screenshots and shit because she was sitting there like, oh, well, he is gonna do shit. Bitch, what the fuck you thought he was gonna do? He crazy as shit, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't he sit here and pull up receipts? Well, and second receipts. of all, oh, sorry. oh, no, go ahead. His receipt was a twofold because the shirt she's wearing in that, in that video, she was also photographed on the day of doing horseback riding. So, were they able to do the timestamp from the video to the photo of the paparazzi fit and confirm? That his stuff was legit. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I mean, if I was afraid of people telling me that I hired someone to be the uh, co-star in my film just because I wanted to, I wanted his dick, I mean, I might also lie and be like, yeah, I fired him because he was combative, if I was that kind of bitch. But I'm not. But I mean, I guess... She didn't even have to say that, though. She could have just just been honest and be like, it was a scheduling conflict, so I hired somebody else who I thought would be a great fit. See, it's not that hard to tell a partial lie. Well, on top of that, it, I would have respected the honesty because she tokens herself as this pro-feminist, pro-woman's woman. And this is why I always tell people I'm a womanist, not a feminist, because mm-hmm. I feel like feminism has gotten tweaked to be like a commercialized thing. Now, instead of being like doing the work of being a feminist and advocating for equality between men and women and really stepping forward and doing the work, it's become, let me put on this badge of honor so you can't condemn me for any of my actions that I do. And I think that's why she uses that to kind of cover and make the excuse for herself. She's like, oh, it's hard because I'm a female director. It's like, no, it's hard because you're a bitch and you were stupid at that. Like, baby. (laughs) Well, I feel like, so, I mean. So her her mindset for being a feminist and being a feminist director and what like the whole like people are legend is like the disagreement between her and Florence is because she's like, okay, in film, we have only seen like female, like we've only seen sex and pleasure in films that feature women from like the male gaze and the male perspective. We have never seen a film that centers like female pleasure, which is what she was talking about. Um, And then she was like promoting it about that, which I'm like, okay, yeah, women should have obviously have the opportunity to see like pleasure from like their own views and lens and perspectives 
but then like Florence is saying that like it should not be reduced to like this kind of just like sexual nature of the movie or whatever and um because I mean it I feel like it it low-key does kind of like reduce like her craft as an actor to just be like yeah this movie like has a bunch of like sex in it and shit and that's probably not how Olivia said it but like that's how like obviously the people who who were like watching her interviews and watching her talk about this that's how they were perceiving it which is why Florence spoke out and said it should not be reduced to just like this is a good movie this is a movie with good sex in it because she was like there's so much more complexity and nuance to this film besides me just having sex Mm -hmm. and I'd like I really hate that the other like problem with that I understand like what she's trying to say but it's kind of fucked up because that's also like one of the biggest complaints about like female like when I'm female but like women and female you know what I'm trying to say but any type of actress that is one of their biggest complaints that they feel over sexualized and no matter what they do sex is going to be a part of it there's yeah. never really like they always feel like there's never really a role where there's truly no sex is involved or even if it's alluded to sex there's always something relating back to it but there's ways to do stuff without having to have sex all the time yeah yeah I think I would have appreciated if she didn't speak so much about the sex. Not because I don't think... I think that sex should be talked about in media and we shouldn't make it as taboo. But I do think that it kind of took away from the whole film because nobody knows what the movie's actually about. It's They just know, oh, there's like two big sex scenes coming in the movie. And I feel like if you want to really encapture like the female view of sex, women, we don't focus on primarily just sex. We want the story. We want the romanticism leading up to it. Why not just have the film and then let the audience be pleasantly surprised by the mm -hmm. scenes of sex like if you really wanted that to stand out but it feels like this is your only way to draw on men by being like we have really gratuitous sex scenes for the female gaze and no no woman's really caring about that that i've seen online they're like what is this movie about okay so last question we are all queers is Harry Styles queer? <laughs> huh? No. Wait, what did you say? I can hear my home. Is Harry Styles queer? Baiting. Oh. Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. Okay, okay. okay. The so same thing I they went after Ariana Grande for? I had this conversation with a friend recently, right? And we were talking about Harry Styles queer baiting or not. And I said, I think Harry Styles is queer baiting. And she was like, well, I don't think he's queer baiting. I just think that he isn't he isn't talking about his sexuality publicly because he is not out the closet and that maybe like his like management and like and like uh label and stuff are not letting allowing him to like talk about like his sexuality or whatever and then she was like i don't understand how like she was like well how can he be queer baiting if he is queer and i was just like honey you don't have to be straight to queer bait that's not the point of queer baiting the point of queer baiting is that you are leading people on to believe that there is some like explicit queerness going on but then like you won't actually like be open about it and queer people do that as well i could be a queer fucking like artist or director and like say oh yeah this movie is gonna be like you know i'm not gonna like say that like there's like queer stuff in it or i'm gonna lose that there's queer stuff in it but i'm not gonna actually be explicit and give people what they want which is like actual like you know like open publicly expressed queerness so i was telling her about that and we were talking, I was like, she was like, well, maybe his label doesn't want him to do it. I'm like, so you mean to tell me that his label doesn't want him to talk about the fact that he might sleep with men, but they are okay with him dressing queerly, 
saying that, oh, I don't put a label on my sexuality and also acting in a film as a gay fucking cop. And my thing is, okay, if he says he, he is not queer, but like you say that he's an ally, wouldn't a straight ally who's an actor know that we're currently in discourse where like straight people should not be playing gay people in films because they're taking away films? But also, how is talking about sleeping with a man somehow less queer than like dressing quote like a quote woman and dressing like queer because i feel like people are like more comfortable with like men who fuck men than like men who dress like women so i was just like they don't add up so i think that he is queer baiting but anyway that's my opinion on harry styles i don't i think first of all his outfits are ugly all you bitches out there who's saying that this man is cute mm -hmm. he dresses nice he is ugly and he has ugly fashion that's he I'm looks doing. dirty like he looks like he'll give me a uti if i touch him i'm so sorry i don't get it <laughs> he, he don't do doesn't it he me. look like he's like the embodiment of bb Yes. Of course. Bacterial vaginosis. Bacterial vaginosis. Oh my god, not vaginosis. <laughs> but like, I just don't get the appeal to him. And here's my thing. I can get sexuality something that's very sacred to the individual. And that's your personal preference. You don't have to talk about it. But if you're going to allude to it, constantly use it for marketing upticks and stuff, then the public has a right to scrutinize and want to be invasive and know about your your sexual identity. Doesn't make it justifiably right. Like you don't you don't owe them anything. But to sit there and be like, I don't want to discuss. I want to be mysterious. Well, you out here and you're out here doing everything of the sort to get the attention, sir. A spade, spade. Oh, yeah, right. Because literally, he's just using queerness as like something profitable. Because that's yeah. what it is right now. you know what? Here's a great. Here's a great metaphor. You can either be a Sean Mendes, or you could be a Harry Styles in this world. Now wait a minute, now. exactly. Sean Mendes, bitch. Harry Styles Ooh. out here being gay for. He is out here literally being gay for pay. <laughs> and you know what? American Horror Story told us all that that's not that's not a wise decision. Exactly. You know what? But you know what? Sean Mendez may be okay. Listen, Sean Mendez may be gay for pay, but at least Sean Mendez committed. At, he, <laughs> at least he at least looks he... nice. At least he looks nice while doing it. We didn't all see the fisting video, so you know <laughs> we have. Thank you. I'm glad we brought it up because that man had a triangle formation. <laughs> but like, but like, don't get me wrong. On Harry Styles, I think the core part is to get the benefit of the doubt as someone who struggled with sexuality identity. I'm like, okay, I get benefit of the doubt, but I'm over here like, mm, no, no, at your grown ass age, mm -mm, no. Well, another conspiracy that my friend said is that his management telling him not to say that he is queer because y'all know he's from one direction and they said that his entire fan base is a bunch of fucking straight girls who think that they can fuck him eventually and if he says like oh yeah i'm queer they're gonna be like oh my god i can't fuck harry yeah. styles i'm not gonna that's, that's a lie no, that's a lie they've been shipping that man have they forgot about larry's have they forgot yes. about the larry's because if that's the case if you want to make more money and get this man the marketing that you think he deserves larry should have been enough to get that man out the closet let's not play these games we're not stupid <laughs> <laughs> they're literally just fucking around because this again this is a 20 something year old white man and they're like oh he can basically like talk his way out of anything they're trying to act like this is a k-pop situation because the k-pop yeah. literally contractually you cannot talk about certain things you can't talk about your sexuality under most agencies you can't openly date you can't do a lot of things but that ain't the case this is a white british man who dresses ugly by choice <laughs> and paints his nails and thinks it's enough first of all um, no that shit's always crap Maybe he's dope. Well, maybe he smoked. <laughs> okay. He needs yeah. to do something. He needs to do something. He looked like Also, King choosing King. Olivia Wilde as a partner should have let us all know. Should have let us That all man, know. I'm very confident in saying this. He uses his dick to get somewhere in life. 
a lot of people are like he gives off dark energy and i'm just like there's something not right about him and i stand by that like oh there's something right about that man i thought it was in his face the fact <laughs> that you fucking him you looking at him every night that's crazy to me you look like a mole rat okay he does i um, i shouldn't talk we have to we have to end the podcast uh, uh, i'm just saying like pigs <laughs> and <some> peanuts <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining <laughs> Carrie and I for uh, oh that's no actually I'm not gonna correct myself for this fuck grammar thank you for joining me and Carrie on our podcast um and for everyone uh, go like our Instagram post and share this podcast and video and we will see you next week goodbye see you. bye bye